we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-patrollable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to the final post-conference presser for Anfield Index as it is the end of our season. I'm your normal host, Dave Davis, coming to you from, got to be honest, an absolutely glorious Edinburgh. It is roasting, tops off weather, as they say. Pronounce it a different way up there, but there you go. So we'll run through the normal people for one last time. We'll talk about Jurgen Klopp's press conference. We'll look at the clues from that Villa game. We'll talk about this, an interesting one, really, is this Southampton game that's coming up and how that will be played. Suspected formation lineup, And then we will give, or I will give, for one last time, my predicted score and scorer so I can be wrong for a final occasion. So let's get straight into it. The press conference. See, um, yeah, almost about sombre, that would be wrong to say. But Liverpool did not reach the Champions League. That was a focus. Jurgen Klopp was in honest, possibly reflective move. A bit spiky at times, but I don't mind that at all. It's always good to see from the gaffer. And there we go. So what were the questions? What was said? So the first question, maybe not that strange or well suspected by a few. It was around Mo Salah's quote, if anyone saw it. Mo Salah's tweet, I should say even, around how disappointed he was, guttered that it's not the time for being optimistic or optimistic statements. You know, the Champions League or qualifying for the Champions League was the minimum. 
we've let ourselves and the fans down. So it's a natural question to get Jurgen Klopp's take on that. So what did the manager said? Really, really pointed, gave the Vinny O'Connor the laser glare when he said this. He was worried about, you know, headlines, you know, how you like to make things big, etc. So try your best in this regard, that almost scarlet warning, as they call it. He said, you know, after Villa, he is a very optimistic character, but he couldn't see it at all by any means, even if Mo could. He said the reaction is completely normal and he's right in what he said. However, he did mention that he'd seen Mo in the canteen and he's not in a bad mood today at all. It's clear, historically, when we look at our performance, it's not been a good season, but there are reasons to be optimistic. And our fans created a great atmosphere after the game with the, the farewells, the Bobby scenario and everything else. It was really clear, the manager here, we didn't deliver what everyone wanted and expected. Was really keen to emphasise this, hammered the table or we are put a good fist on the table when he said it. We are united. We understand the way everyone's feeling after the game. I was the same. You know, that, that gutting moment, it's gone. But we didn't get divided in one moment between the manager and the team. That didn't happen. We didn't point fingers. We know it's really down to a lack of consistency. I've seen the tweets on this already since it came out. It was an early job. It was a 9.45 press conference. So it was first thing out of a, you know, the late afternoon on Sunday. Seen a lot of tweets, a lot of feelings on this, like, you know, how could he say that? I think, what else do you expect him to say? Of course he's gutted that we've not qualified. Of course it's right to say Mo Salah felt that way. Mo Salah has an elite mentality. That's what he is. He's an elite player. Everything he said was absolutely spot on. He did not disagree with that for one second. As he also said, which I think was... You know, what else is he supposed to say? No, we're at each other's throats. We all hate each other. He's given signs this season. All's not been well in the dressing room. There's been honest conversations he's mentioned a few times. So he's not sort of changed his tune or anything like that. He has said, and it's right, that almost since that Arsenal game, there's been that changing point realistically. So it has been positive. There's definitely something to build on. I understand, and it's right to say, We've been abject at times, abysmal, whatever you wish to use. There's no two ways about that this season. You think about that Brighton game, you know, when he apologised to the fans. There's certain things you can't deny. However, there's certain things you can't deny at the same time on the other side that there is something to build on. And I mean, if we win this game at the weekend, which I fully expect to, and I know I'm jumping the gun here, that will mean in the last sort of eight, nine games of the season, we've only drawn one. Yeah, we've won all the rest. There's definitely something to build on. So let's look at it that way as the summer beckons. He was then asked about this being, and I thought this was a good question. You know, you've mentioned your business likes to be done early, but you've got the impact of the Champions League. How, you know, I thought it was a really good question. How do you see that? So he doesn't think that'll be the case. It will hamper it, but, you know, we'll have to see if it does. It likely won't go as quick as we want. Sometimes, with, and this was a great quote, with better players, you have a lesser desire of the other club to let them go. It's a long pre-season and window. And if we get tomorrow, that's what he'd like. Or in six and seven weeks, it's not a game changer for me. In ideal world, we sign them tomorrow, though. Yeah, of course. You have to assess it. You have to understand, we all do, that no Champions League is going to have an impact. You're living in cloud cuckoo land if you think it doesn't for certain people, certain targets. It absolutely does. Not everyone, unfortunately, is a Liverpool fan that wants to sign for us. It doesn't work that way. 
as well when he says, you know, he wants his business done early. We all knew that. That's no great shock, the pre-season elements, all those types of things. However, I see people again going off this six to seven week thing. Bear in mind, as per the international break and when the summer comes, etc., he's already confirmed this Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool will return on the 8th of July, mainly with the international players, which we have a lot of, on about the 11th of July, give or take. Funnily enough, people, that is six to seven weeks away anyway. It's still not changing his tune completely, but whether you sign them straight away or you get them in for that first day of pre-season, there is a gap, isn't there, six to seven weeks. Some are going to run longer. That's the nature of good players. Some deals are more difficult than others. I don't know why, again, everyone's sort of going wild on that or a complete tune change, as some have called it, or he's changing his mind. It's just a fact of business, simple as that. Was then asked about it being, you know, the last game of the season, the situation, the motivation element, you know, how you're going to make sure it's a good performance. Really honest, the gaffer here, not used to, you know, being in this situation where everything's sorted before. As we know, usually heartbreaking at times as well, or, you know, aging us, something, you know, is on the last day. So we're going to play it to win it. He's going to pick the, you know, the lineup with good legs and desire. Won't take any risks. You know, we'll look at training. He's not spoken to the doctor yet either. Did say, you know, mentioned, which is understandable, it's a strange one for Southampton, such a talented squad, but they struggled with finishing and defending. But in between, they've been great. And the weather will likely be great, just as a side there. Yeah, again, nothing really shocking here. Here's the last game of the season. There is nothing on it, so it wouldn't surprise you if he does read the changes a bit. We'll see if sentimentality creeps in. Sort of a backhanded compliment, Southampton. Talented squad, but they struggle with finishing and defending. So basically, lads, you're crap at finishing, you're crap at defending, but your midfield's not bad. Maybe you take that, someone will jump with that, but laugh at you, won't they? But it's not the best sign for them. Bit backhanded, but it is what it is. This question I loved because it really got the gaffer opening up about the situation. So saying about with the way things have gone this season, you know, there's been a lot of young player development and, you know, some coming through the system. Maybe could you be even more this season? This was fascinating the way he did it. He named people. He said, we badge Stefan Basetic, the standout performer has been exceptional. He's played like a man, but he's in a kid's body and that's hence the injury end of this season, which, which makes sense. We've known about those, that stress on his body that way. But he did say the signs are super, super promising. He mentioned Ben Dokes with us in training this week. He's a special boy, has something that no one else delivers. But again, he's really young. He said about Harvey, you know, he's already played, he's still very young. And naturally, there's going to be that dip due to his age. But with Curtis at the same time, he's super important. And everyone has seen that. There's been expectations, been criticism, but he's so happy that Curtis finally got to do his thing and that's super important. That's cool. Fascinating, the fact of this. You know, it makes you think that Badge, he's going to be a prominent part of that squad, whatever you think. We don't call signs are super, super promising to then shift him out on loan to someone else, do they? Bendo may be a different story, you know, very young. Harvey, as he said, played a lot. Nothing indicates there. Curtis, we know how important Curtis has been in recent times as well. If anyone noticed, and we'll come to this, I'm going to go early, he did not mention Fabio Carvalho. Didn't mention him at all, which I'll save my full thoughts on that for the next part, because it was a question where he mentioned it. However, I think this is a, you know, a key thing. I'm taking that badge, could be wrong, very much going to be part of that first-team squad. Same with Harvey, Jones, Bendo. 
leaves it a little bit open. But again, it would not surprise you with Bobby going if he does get a few options, especially in that Europa League. But maybe two and two and getting 27. Let's see on that one. And the final question is worth mentioning. He was asked, you know, if, if you're A-list targets, you know, you can get those. You've got young players. Will they maybe be loaned out? I like the way this was phrased again. It was at this point that Gaffer remembered that he'd completely forgot Fabio Carvalho. So he mentioned he may be possible that he's going out on loan. It's not been the best year for him, but it's been the most important one of his career. No players impressed me more. You know, worked harder, showed that work ethic despite not being in the squad. There's no real plans for any other developments or loaning out people. We'll have to see in pre-season, but Connor Bradley's back. Luke Chambers is coming back. Owen back. So we've got real talents to assess in pre-season to make those decisions, but no real plans. Listen, I think it tells you everything. The fact he forgot Fabio Carvalho. This is a boy who, for the obvious talent potential that he's got, is not even getting in the squad. And it's great playing all those platitudes like, oh, his work ethic's brilliant. He's asked two things I've never seen. That tells you everything you need to know. He's even said, maybe a possibility on loan. I would bet seriously, seriously good money. That's what's happening with Fabio. It's never a certainty with these things with Liverpool. And there was a part of me was thinking early doors. Is he going to be one of the beneficiaries with the Europa League? If he is going to go on loan, let's just hope he's used smartly. I.e., and I'm not saying this is definitely happening, any ITK nonsense, but a smart deal with maybe Brighton. A smart deal with another club, i.e. one that we can use him wisely. There's even been talk of Porto came up recently, but let's see. But everything about Fabio Carvalho was told to you between the lines for Jurgen Klopp. The rest we'll come on to later, but we'll move on to the normal section around clues from that Villa game. Yeah, a real sense of disappointment for this one, let's be honest. It was an awful first half literally punctuated our only real thing with a Luis Diaz header off target. We didn't really test Emi Martinez in their goal at all. Villa go ahead on the break. They were, uh, be careful of the word I use here, but the time wasted, they play acted, they were repeatedly booked for time wasting by the referee, who, by the way, was an absolute disgrace again. But fortunately, you've got to look for the positive in these types of situations because it's done. Bobby gets that equaliser and naturally we get the moments at the end with the presentations, all four players, which was nicely respected. So many stayed behind. I was there. Absolutely brilliant to see. But assessment of the game, appalling first half. We were really bad. We were slow. We were lethargic. Considering at that time, a win we knew put real pressure on United and Newcastle above us. Just seemed like it was the wrong attitude from the get-go. We were slow starting, we didn't start, we're 1-0 down, and then we're fighting to get back on it later. You know these things, we've seen this. We thought, once we thought we were past it, because it never is with Liverpool this season, you know, they've not earned that full trust yet again, you have to be honest. But it was massively, massively disappointing. And then as we normally say, people, that anyone play their way in or out, there's a lot who weren't great, you've got to be honest on that, they were not great at all. But with a few ad flags, you see the raw ability of Cody Gappo or Nice in flashes. He's so good at times, the way he links it. You think, unbelievable the talent potential this boy has. But then again, for a six-foot-five lad with his talent, 
he is soft in the way he coughs the ball up. It's almost like this lad that used to go through this summer, an SAS Are You Tough Enough Academy. If we can just get him to do that, just, you know, be a bit more protective with the ball at times. And yes, this isn't a massive dig. He turns beautifully. He links the line. His acceleration is incredible. He is a good player, but we want him to become a great player. And it's something that's definitely got to be a focus for him going forward. One player I give the benefit of the doubt in this regard to, Luis Diaz. It was really not a good afternoon for Luis Diaz. He may be lucky to come out for the second half, truth being told. A lot of blind alleys, the lack of use of the left foot, really. I think Matty Cash really had the better of him for this game, or truth be told. But you've got to give him, you know, a real get out jail free card on this. The boys coming back from a long time out, a serious injury. There was always, always going to be this type of scenario or could happen. We can't just assume he's going to come back in, all good, all rosy. Life does not work that way. However, it is important to, to be said, it's right just to have a few queries because there's always there's been this small, and it is a small question mark against Luis Diaz, linking within that front three, linking within the formation. The individual talent, the dribbling ability, all that is not without question, but you've got to do it within Liverpool's framework, and it's definitely something to keep an eye on in the new season. Normally, we'd move to, to Southampton Frets and talk about their team specifically, but it's the most bizarre situation. It's almost, a, in Elton John's terms, a sad, sad situation for this club. They're getting relegated. They've been known for a while. They've been absolutely abject at times. All the headlines we're hearing are about redundancies, who they want to sell. I don't even believe Southampton really want this game. I'm not even sure they'll have a sold-out stadium. You know, it's just one that, it's not great for us anyway, but I don't believe they want, you know, might even be a shop window. And that's the way I think you have to look at this game. Personally, as many Liverpool fans, I'm sure, will be thinking, it's a scouting mission, isn't it? We want to see how Romeo Lavia does in that regard, how he plays. There's a lot of focus on him, understandably. Maybe lesser names, but... Bella Kotchup, if I pronounced it right, their centre-half. I don't know if he's fit or playing. You know, it's a difficult one with Southampton. I mean, even their manager's going. They've already admitted that. It's Ruth, um, Russell Martin. So he's coming in, isn't he, for a championship manager, for a championship course. And naturally, there's a lot of speculation, isn't there, around a strategic relationship, I think is the phrase that we've heard recently. I.e. that Liverpool are interested in Southampton's players. And it may be if we do it smart, or smart business, I should say, there may even be potential loans or players used to offset that. I think the latest rumour or latest suggestion was the talk of Lavia with Tyler Morton going the other way. I don't know whether that's loan or perm, but it is really, I think, a scouting mission, but that's the way many will see it, I'm sure. For a team, as Hugan says, there's good in the middle, can't defend, can't score. What else could it really be in that regard? In terms of the lineup of formation, we did get the update early on. So Darwin Nunes is back in full training. Ibu was ill the day before, so it was on Thursday. And Robbo's feeling that groin. So that was sort of the update. But we did say as well, I've got to speak to the doc. So there's nothing else that we know so far, but may come out later on. He was also asked about, and I think this is important before we get into the formation lineup, because it might set the scene and the context. He was asked about the sentiment and emotion. He said, it's not in my thoughts right now. I want to sell the team to win the game. But it could lead to that looking in, you know, the outside world looking in. It's a new situation to him. I'm going to be honest. I think you see a bit of sentiment here. You see a bit of change. 
Why wouldn't you? So here's how I honestly think it will be. I still think Allison will finish the season in goals, not Kelleher, because naturally, I think that you know he wants to get his golden glove numbers up, etc. But it wouldn't surprise me to lift Kelleher for the shot window. Trent will start right back. We know how he'll move into this 3 2 2 3, but he's going to start right back. Smart Money would say it will be an injury prone that it's Matic, Virgil van Dijk, and with the Robbo situation, Simicast. Again, there's a lot of chat with Simicast, isn't there, after his emotions after the game. Some people say, oh, he's that type of guy. Some people have naturally gone to it, that's it, he's gone. Get your pennies out, all the clubs, etc. So it will be interesting, but I do think Simicast will start. In the middle, it will be Fabinho, Hendo. We've not heard anything about them. I do think they'll start. I do think as well, Harvey Elliott may get the nod. I know someone's going to shout, and I understand this on the surface. How can he drop Curtis Jones? Everything that's happened. And it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not saying this with certainty, but I do just think there might be a few go in. So I'm plucking for Harvey, whatever anyone says. Forward line, Darwin, I think, will start. I think they'll look at that. You know, it's maybe an easier game, so to speak, to, to get him back into. Mo Salah, Mo Salah starts. We know how that works. You know, forget the quote part. He will start. He will want to play. And I do think you might see Jota back in. That's my honest prediction. I get the feeling that Nunes, Jota, Salah. That is what my gut tells me. I would love, love to see Bobby there in the starting lineup. That is what my heart tells me. In fact, even more, just for a laugh. My heart's also saying, wouldn't it be ace if you just made Bobby Pet Linders for the day or, you know, let him be in the technical area? But there's only so much you can do when he counts for nothing. So that is my honest prediction that it will be Nunes, Jota, Mo Salah as the attacking three into a variation again of the 3 2 2 3 with possession, out of possession, the 4 3 3, as it were. However, you wish to describe it, there's no point in getting into that on the last day. So the only thing it really leads me to say, people, is listen, thank you all so much for anyone who's listened in. Thank you to anyone who's listening to this. It has been an abject season. It really has. There's been stark lows, but there's been the occasional high. Who can forget, you know, the 7-0, certain victories there. You know, that it has been punctuated like the City game even with high points. But at the end of the day, it's results business. And at the end of the day, it will be summer soon enough. The transfer window beckons. So fingers crossed what we do this summer will define so, so long in the future. You have a real feel. FSG, Liverpool, if they don't get it right now, we are in desperate trouble. It's a massive window. It's a massive time for the club. Fingers crossed everything we hope, everything we want comes to fruition. So what it leads me to finally say, guys, is I hope everything comes to fruition for yourself in the summer, be it Liverpool, everything personal. Thank you to whoever's listened to any of the pods around post-conference presser. But that's me for one final time. Dave Davis, signing off. Hello. I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable, 
hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.